Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with, jeez, uh, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So, as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. If you're a loyal listener to the Burns and Gambo show, you're thinking, wait, Kellen, 5 o'clock on a Tuesday? I thought Kellen was earlier in the day and later in the week, and normally he is, but it's a weird week for us. Thursday's off, Friday's off, no shows because of the Thanksgiving holidays. We have to compress guys like Kellen and others into our two little shows that we've got here this week. So thank you, Kellen Olson, for allowing us to compress you into Tuesday at 5 o'clock. I hope this is all right for you. It's good to have you here. It is. Good to be here. Excited for tonight. Should be a good one. Yeah. About that? Uh, I got to start with Friday night. Man, that, that performance by Laurie Markkinen, was, uh, that was special. That was an incredibly fun game to watch. Um, that shot that he made at the end was unreal. I mean, that was, I mean, the Jazz were up big and the Suns chipped away and they got the lead and it was just a hard fought game. And uh, marketing was unreal in that game. I think you're in a really unique um, vantage point when we were where we were with the Suns a couple years ago. And what I mean by that is you, we can now instantly identify teams that like play the way the coach wants them to. Because we saw what it looked like when they absolutely did not do any of that through the bad years. But then once Monty got here, we know what the style of play is. We know what Suns basketball is. We know what a Suns type of player is at this point, which I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit later in this segment. And you watch those that Jazz team, Gambo. They play super hard. They know exactly. They looked like a team that had been together for four or five years in that game and Will Hardy is a first year head coach a lot of those guys yeah. showed up this season I, I don't know how legit they are in terms of are they a top three or four team in the West I don't know about that but they're absolutely going to be in the mix for a play-in spot at the very very least and I, I think they could be top six they listen, look legit to me I talked to the Jazz on on Saturday after the game and, and what they were telling me was that he really stood out playing for Finland over the summer yes. in 40 minute games he had a couple of like 40 point games which and again a forty minute game, but he had played so well, and when they were scouting him, like he really like took his game to another level. So he's almost untouchable. And now they're still willing to trade pieces if they can. They would trade pieces. Um, like they thought they'd be six and ten, not ten. I and know, six. but they're getting to the point where uh, here in a few more weeks I they know. shouldn't be willing to trade pieces, right? I mean, they're, they're going to have to change their mindset if this keeps going another they three weeks. They know they're not so a championship team. They know they're not going to. Yeah, go if you're, deep in the playoffs, they know that. If you're 30 and 18 and you trade Markkinen, even if you they're lose... They're not trading Markkinen. Okay. Markkinen's okay. not being... No, they're not even they're, then they're going to win too many games because yeah, he's, he's an all-star this year. Yeah. I, I, and look, yeah. I have my doubts about Markkinen. I have my doubts about his ability to play like this all season based off of what's happened. But I'll give the guy credit if he's able to. I, 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 I don't think he's that kind of player. But man, has he been good so far. If you can trade Mike Conley for a first-round pick or a young player, maybe I get it to a certain extent. Yeah. But like guys like Vanderbilt... Guys like Clarkson, guys like Sexton, guys they like Marvin Clarkson. I think they, that makes sense. But the, the young core, they should keep that going and see what they got. And here, they got the, that center is coming back too. They got to say they got a guy that's been injured. He's going to come back. So they feel like they got reinforcements. But that was a big win for them. Like that was yeah. a, for the Jazz. That was a big win for them to beat the Suns. All right, enough about the Jazz. Let's talk about the Suns Lakers game tonight. No LeBron, no Chris Paul. Uh, the Lakers have won three straight games. Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind, averaging like what thirty six and seventeen. Westbrook's been playing well. Well, at least distributing the basketball lately. 
play four straight games of 10 or more assists. It's going to be an interesting challenge for the Suns tonight, given that AD's playing well. He's got the potential to be a matchup nightmare when he's healthy, and the Suns haven't won back-to-back games in forever in a day. I mean, it's been a while since that's happened. It it has. The key for me tonight is not Anthony Davis because if he's playing the way that he has, he continues that tonight, you're not going to be able to stop him. He's going to put up 30 and 20 or something like that. It's just the way the form that he's in and the caliber of player that he is. The key is the other guys right now because Lonnie Walker, I believe, is putting up 18 points per game over these last three. Austin Reeves is putting up 17 a game over these last three. Those are the two guys specifically, specifically where you look at their other sources of offense. And if you can cancel those guys out, if it cancel the guys out who are starting the offense and getting the ball to AD, that's where you're going to see some success defensively because it, you can double him. DeAndre has always fared well in that matchup specifically. I think when you're playing against the top guys in the league, you're going to have certain guys you play well against, certain guys you don't play well against. For example, Gobert and Embiid are guys that typically DA struggled with. He plays really, really well against AD and, and Jokic as well. I, I think he's going to do well against AD tonight, but they really need to lock down those two guys specifically because those are two young players who have been kind of inconsistent for them this year but are really rolling right now. All right, I'm going to set you up by asking Gambo a question. There was a report today by Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer about interest in Bogdan Bogdanovich yes. from the Atlanta Hawks. Now, you're saying no, that's not... I'm saying the Suns are not interested in trading for Bogdan Bogdanovich. That report is incorrect. Okay, so that combined with the names that were brought up last week, which were Collins. Kyle Kuzma, John Collins, uh, who am I forgetting? K.J. Martin, Harrison Barnes. K.J. Harrison Martin, Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Okay, and, and of those names, the only one that you kind of left the door open, if I remember right, was Kyle Kuzma. Maybe Kuzma, somewhere down and, the road. And I don't know if Washington traded him, but Kuzma's the one guy I can't rule out, because I do believe that they like Kuzma, but I don't know if Washington would be to trade him. Okay, just a fun thought exercise. Of all of those names that Gambo said no to, which is the one that you wish they would think about saying yes to? Bogdanovich. Which? Bogdanovich, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Everything that we've been talking about, Gambo, over the summer, and look, campaign has been awesome to start the year. This really doesn't have much to do with him, if I'm being honest. It just means having even more weapons on the ball, having even more scoring, having even more shooting. We've been talking about that quote-unquote third guard, the guy who you could see playing alongside Chris Paul, playing alongside Devin Booker, playing alongside both of them for a couple of minutes here and there. That type of guy where we talked about Eric Gordon last year a little bit. Bogdanovich is just a better, younger version. He's better defensively as well. This is a guy, of course, the Suns drafted five, six years ago and, and could eventually make his way back, but according to Gambo's reports, not, doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. I think that's a mistake. I just wonder if they're being a little bit too risk-averse right now with the guys that they're targeting. Yes, Bogdanovich has a lengthy injury history right now in the league. Yes, he has a contract that could expire like Kuzma yes. at the end of the year where they could lose him for nothing, but you could lose the NBA championship again. <laughs> you could also do yeah, that. And you don't have many cracks at this right now. And I just wonder if they're too worried about trading a first-round pick for a guy who could leave in four months and getting nothing in return. Well, you don't get nothing in return. What you get is another real crack at the NBA championship and really not significantly increasing your odds, but increasing your odds and making yourself a better team for that run. I think they need to be a little bit more open to the risks that they Listen, should be taking. We're in the final week of November now. I mean, is there anybody that doesn't think that the player they're going to trade for is a guy that's not available right now, but we'll be in three weeks. Talk about Jay Crowder now. The, yeah, the uh, Jay, Jay Crowder, Crowder trade. Like, it, like, like they haven't. It's it's we're, it, we're at the end of November. Like we're in the final week of the month. Like if it, in three weeks a bunch of guys, what a third of the league becomes available mm-hmm. in about three in about three weeks. It's very likely that the player they want is going to be available then. I, I mean, I I think that there's at least a decent chance that that's how it's going to play out. 
Yeah, I, I just think they need to upgrade their roster in that kind of way with an offensive-minded guy, which is why Kuzma is someone who, who makes a ton of sense. We had Damian Lee on earlier today. Can I play the soundbite for you? I know sure. we, we flipped it this. and did something I with it, it at ArizonaSports.com. Damian Lee is part of our off-the-court segment. I mean, I'm not going to say it didn't. I mean, it's, you know, you, you look at, you know, not only myself, but Seth as well. Like, Seth, you know, did training camp with Golden State before. And then, you know, continued to blaze his own path. And, you know, once once it was... You know, out of that realm of oh, he's he's here just because so and so. It you know really shows, um, you know, the people that understand the game and and watch the game versus the people that you know take those lazy takes and say, oh, he's Damian is just on the team because Steph, or you know, he's just here. You know, like let's say if I had a good game, it's because Steph. If I had a bad game, it's why did Steph have him on the team? Acknowledging that signing with the Suns was in part to get out of Steph Curry's shadow. A little bit because it's his brother-in-law, and maybe that might you know people might think that's the only reason why he's on the team. I thought that was a very interesting acknowledgement by Damian today. I agree with kind of what he's getting at there. He won't say it. I'll say it. Those people are idiots. Damian Lee is a good basketball player. He is a rotation caliber player on contending teams. You guys remember when we were watching PJ Tucker on Terrible Suns teams? We were like, he, he there's a there's a role for him in a second round of a playoff series where he swings a game, and then we see him get on Toronto, and then eventually, of course, with Milwaukee, he wins an NBA championship. We see it in Miami as well. And Damian Lee was one of those types of guys who bounced around for a couple of years, was on some Warriors teams, in fact, and then finally gets around to the Warriors then, but still doesn't really kind of carve out a role. It looks like this year with the Suns is that kind of role. He's a very intelligent guy both off the court and on the court. It's no surprise to me that he just fits like a glove here. Yeah, He's a Suns I, guy I, to I, I, I loved hearing that answer. Like, yes, I mean, part of the reason I left Golden State was to break away from Steph the way Seth did, because you know, if I do things, uh, if, I'm, if I do something bad, then it's uh, I'm, I'm only on the team because of, because of Steph. And if I do something good, it's only because of Steph. He really just wanted to play. Great story on Arizona Sports com right now. I just tweeted it out about, about that interview, but I really enjoyed that interview with Damian Lake. He's really close with a lot of those guys. After both of the games in Golden State, I was walking out of the locker room and kind of walking back to our media room where we're at like an hour after the game. Is that and he's still catching up with coaches, family members from there. When we talked to him about the first Golden State matchup, he off the top of his head mentioned the date exactly, and I don't know. I think it's like January 9th, I want to say, where they go back to Golden State for the first time. So he's very close out there. He loves playing on that team, loves that organization clearly, but as you guys talked about, it's just there were other reasons for him to leave, and yeah. he made a good decision because he's coming here and playing the best basketball of his career so far. Okay, again, go to ArizonaSports.com, not only to read that Damian Lee story and more about him, but of course tomorrow and tonight, Kellen Olsen will have his game recap story of the Suns-Lakers a little late tonight, 8 o'clock tip time, uh, which is why Kellen's joining us here at 5, so make sure you go to ArizonaSports.com for the analysis from Kellen. Nobody is better at it than he is. Take it to the bank. Callan, thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it. Who are we taking down tonight, Gambo? The Aztecs, baby. We're doing it. Let's go. Bear yes. down, baby. Bear Come down. <laughs> U of A hoops, baby. I hear enough of this forkum on this. We have no U of A graduates uh, here. Gambo's the closest I get with the six hosts. I gotta bring it up whenever I get in Gambo's the closest thing you've got to a U of A alum here at the station. Yeah. Yes. You're a good player. What's went to U of A. To Ballas. Yeah, you went to U of A. I did go to U of A longer than I went to ASU. I went to all three, for those who don't know. When we come back, we meet it this time when we say it. It's on to the offseason for the Arizona Cardinals. That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Ooh.
Here's play action. Garoppolo throws to Kittle. Left side. Caught at the 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. George Kittle. Puts it away. 37 to 10 with 10 minutes to go. Puts it away. Those three words kind of hang over the organization right now because a lot of things were put away. Yeah, Antonio Hamilton's last hands. Yes, the, those he were, put those away on that touchdown by Kittle. He sure did. He just stood there and let it be. And we'll talk about Buddha's comments after the game coming up in the next segment. And look, the, the tease that I had for this segment, if you were with us in the last segment, was you know this time we mean it. Well, we meant it last time. All right, two weeks ago when they lost to the Seattle Seahawks. You and I came in here, and we both said, that's it. That's it. It's, it's, and it's I truly done. believed it, and, and so I, did you. I did, too. I really did. Because, truly believed it. Because it was based off of the idea that this team just isn't good enough to do the things that are required of it. Yes. Right? It, it, was, it was nothing more than that. It wasn't based on math, and it wasn't based on probability, and it wasn't based on anything. It was just based on, man, I've watched this team play now for half of a football season, and they're just not that good. But then after they beat the Rams, you saw a little bit of a path, right? You saw a way where you go, well, I mean, okay, if this and that and that and this and this it and that, whatever. It was still six and two. No matter what, it was still they had to finish six and two. There was so little margin for error, and you can make the argument right now. Okay, well, if they can, you know, what do they got? Six go five games? and one. They go five and, but they're not, they're they're not, not good going enough. Five and they're not one. good enough to go five and one. And, and that's why last night was the nail. Last night was it because now at four and seven, even if you think nine and eight is good enough to get in, and maybe it is, they have to go five and one. They're not going five and no. one. No, this team's got a lot of issues right now. They're decimated by injuries. I mean, they really are. No excuse for the defense last night. The only real guy missing was Byron Murphy. The offense has been decimated by injuries. It's been a terrible year, but there's no excuses. You know, you have to have depth. I mean, that's your job. Your job is to make sure, you know, as a GM, you've got to have quality depth. And, you know, they were able, their depth was able to, to beat the Rams. Their depth was not able to beat the 49ers. There's a big difference. Yeah. You know, you said it. They hadn't beaten a good team. They came close to Philly. They came close to beating Minnesota. The Cardinals still have not beaten a good football team this this year. Nope. But yesterday that was, you know, that was an ass kicking in the second half of the season. That was the okay. That team is on a whole different level than you are. They humiliated you on Monday Night Football. Yeah, they came out of the tunnel and they're like, okay, enough of this screwing around. We're, we're you're done. Yeah, and, and the, the Niners just finished them. They on that drive where they went, what, seven of eight plays, they ran the ball, they ran the ball down there, flattened throats. the Cardinals. Just flattened yeah. them. The physicality level was something the Cardinals were just not prepared or willing to match. They just weren't against the defensive unit. They're really, you talk about the injuries, and you're right. on the off, I, It can't be denied the injuries they've had on the offensive line, the injuries they've had to their receiving core, Zach Ertz, the running back situation. None of that stuff can be done. Defensively, they were missing Byron Murphy Jr. Now, Byron Murphy Jr. is an important player, but that's basically their starting defense on the field last night, and they got humiliated. Too many weapons. I mean, that was like you said. it. That was the offense you thought the Cardinals would have. They got McCaffrey. They got Elijah Mitchells. They got Kittle. They got Ayuk. They got Debo Samuel. I mean, man. It, but I thought, like, I mean, it, how many plays did you see last night with the 49ers, that offensive lineman, 30 yards down the field blocking? <laughs> They're like, wow. Yeah. Like, just mauling guys. Just like, mauling oh, guys. Trent, Trent Williams. Buda Baker's trying to take on Trent Williams 30 yards Buda, down the field. Who's going to win that? Right. I mean, can't. I love Buda. He can't win that battle. You're not going to beat that guy 30 yards down the field. He's going he's gonna to eat you for lunch, and he did. No, I mean, Brand, how many times did Brandon Ayuk seal the line? Backer to free up all those 
plays that will go into the left. You know, it was just a little crack block. Okay, I'm Brandon Ayuk. I'm lined up a wide receiver. We're going to run a play my way. We're going to fake going the other way. A little misdirection. And I'm just going to I'm just going to hit Isaiah Simmons. I'm going to hit Buda Baker. I'm going to hit whoever's there, and I'm going to free that up. I mean, that was the key. The key to a lot of those plays was the blocking by Brandon Ayuk. Because the Cardinals are like, okay, I'm going to go. Okay, i got to get back outside. I can't because Brandon Ayuk just blocked me. And that freed up everything for all those big plays that they ran. Yeah, no doubt about it. So now the Cardinals sitting at 4-7. and seven, And even the most optimistic Cardinal fan in the world just has to look at the schedule and say, no, it's not going to happen. And I think something else is happening now, too. Okay. A full season, 17 games in today's NFL. You go back and you look at the last 17 games the Arizona Cardinals have played now, 5-12. and 12. Five and twelve, and that that to me speaks to the bigger problem. All right, because now you start getting into Steve was extended, Cliff was extended. You tied yourself to those guys, and Michael's going to have to untie himself to those guys if he wants. We've now had like like you go five and twelve in a seventeen game season. Chances are you're losing your gig. Right as a head coach, chances are you're not going to be around to get another season if you go five and twelve. I don't know how this year's going to end. I don't know what they're going to do with these final six games. I am very worried, and we'll talk about the Q word in the next segment. I am very worried that this team is going to check out these last six games. Just check out. Well, you know what that means, then, right? Because this is this is when you got to earn your money as a coach. If they do check out, there is no ifs, ends, or buts. You have to fire Cliff Kingsbury. You know, you have no choice. Can't have a team quit on you for that many games in a season. I mean, this isn't just, hey, there's one game left in a season. We didn't play, you know, see, our, our hopes and dreams are dashed, and so they don't play for it. You got six games left. You, you have a job to do. Like, you have to get this team to respond and play better. And he talked about flushing it out. Yep. If this team plays awful football for six games, it's there is no decision here. Like you have to make a change, even with the amount of money left on that contract. So it's up to Cliff to get this team to respond, to play hard, to show some heart. If he can't do that, then he shouldn't be the coach of this team. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higher. Price.com. The Q word. What is it? And are the Cardinals doing it? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Garoppolo back to throw, fires across the middle, caught by Ayuk, it's a touchdown. He caught it at the five, slipped the tackle by Marco Wilson, into the end zone for a second score, and the Niners lead it 30-10 to 10 with 28 seconds to go in the third. That wasn't the play that everybody saw with their own, I mean, everybody saw that play with their own eyes, but that wasn't the play that is in question. This is the one that is in question. Here's play action, Garoppolo throws to Kittle, left side, caught at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, George Kittle puts it away. 37 to 10 with 10 minutes to go. It was on that play that Troy Aikman and the Monday Night Crew very astutely pointed out, and it was very obvious upon replay, that Antonio Hamilton full-on, flat-out quit on the play. Absolutely had a chance to tackle George Kittle around the five-yard line and pulled a Matador Ole and just just almost threw his hands up as if to say, yeah, go right on ahead, right? And of all the people, 
Of all the guys, of all the stories. Fought so hard to come back after the incident in the kitchen where he burned himself and, you know, gets back. Always been a guy we liked and rooted for. And for him to just say, you know what, uh, I'm making a business decision here. I'm not even going to. No, all you had to do was shove him. You were, he was on the sideline. I mean, you didn't have to make this great tackle. Just run your, throw your body into him. Yep. So that's going to be hard for him to see. That's going to be hard for him to see. Look, there were three Cardinal players there. Okay, there were two blockers by the 49ers. There were three cars. Somebody needed to get a glove on him. Nobody did. Nobody did. By the way, Kittle caught that pass and ran 18 yards before Tana Vallejo got a piece of him. Oh, yeah. But not enough to tackle him. Yards but he after ran the catch monsters, those 49ers. He, yeah. 18 yards before he even got touched. Yeah, yards after the catch monsters, those 49ers. That's what they are. But, but that play, now is that specifically what Buda Baker was referring to? I don't know, but Buda Baker, after the game, was asked by our colleague Cam Cox from 12 Sports. Good question. By the way, I want to give Cam credit. I mean, that's a really good question by Cam. I thought that that's some people won't ask that question. Solid question there. I feel like guys played till the end, played hard till the end. No, I don't. No, I don't. And then later. Yeah, it's very tough to say, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all grown men. You know, women lie, men lie, that film never lies. So whatever the, the film says is, is what it is. I wonder who else the film didn't lie about today when they watched it. He knows. It. I mean, it's not just one guy. There was a not. lot of guys on that team that, you know, listen, when you start to get beat up like that, and it's just human nature for some guys to not give 100%. I just want to go home. This is embarrassing, humiliating, embarrassing here. Some guys just don't have it in them to go 100%. They should, right? You expect them to, right? We think they're robots and they're just going to, but they're not. I mean, you're getting blown out by four touchdowns or th- three or four touchdowns. You're like, man, let's just get out of here. This is, and you get and you're tired and you just don't have any fight left in you and you don't want to you don't want to fight you don't want to play you know you just want to get in that locker room and be done with this game and it seems like there were a few guys on that team that they definitely Antonio Hamilton wasn't the only guy that wasn't playing no 100% and we talked about that kind of punch in the mouth the Cardinals endured at the start of the second half I, I mean we, we knew San Francisco was better than Arizona we knew San Francisco right. had more talent than Arizona Arizona was able to overcome that for the first half right they, they were able to hang with San Francisco that first drive of the second half communicated to the Cardinals very effectively. You're not hanging with us anymore. That's done. We're over. We're going to outman you. We're going to outphysical you. We're going to outtalent you. We're going to we're going to stomp you into the ground. And they did. And I wonder if at that point what the tape revealed to Cliff. I wonder if at that point what they saw, what Buddha saw, not just the Antonio Hamilton play that was really called out by ESPN, rightfully so, really called out by Troy Aikman, rightfully so. But what else they saw? Now Cliff today was asked about Buddha's comments. Here's what he said. Yeah, I think there were um, moments when you watch the tape that, um, you know, we know when we sign up in this league, you're a professional and you play to the end. And that's the standard of this organization and this team. And nobody, um, you know, displays it more than Buda Baker. And so uh, you couldn't tell if the score was 38 to 10 in our favor or 38 to 10 down or 0 0. He's going to be going the same speed and, and, you know, making every play he can. So he's definitely the the expert to speak on it. And um, that's something that we got to be better at moving forward.
Hard to find all those guys. Like you go back to the hard knocks thing, and man, you are you playing as hard as Buddha? Can you play as hard as that? There's there are guys that just don't do that. And you know, Buddha's the type of guy that whether they're up by thirty or down by thirty, you know, he looks at it like I'm going to be on his football field for a certain amount of time, and I'm going to play as hard as I can on every single play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how just that's just that's his mindset. And we've had a lot of conversations today about hard knocks, about Eno Benjamin and the revelation over the weekend that there won't be any Eno Benjamin content on Wednesday. And we've talked about Sean Coogler, who was uh, unexpectedly fired from his job as offensive line coach and run game coordinator due to a non-football-related incident on Sunday night. He was sent home. He didn't even coach the game last night. He got on a plane on Monday morning. We talked about hard knocks and how that's probably not going to tell us what happened there. At the very least, at the bare minimum, Hard Knocks better take us inside those meeting rooms when they're showing the film of this game to those players and they're calling out dudes for, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Like, like I don't, this is weird. Like, I, I'm not dying to see Antonio Hamilton get called out, but at the same time, I'm curious to see who else gets called out. That better be in there. You know, if you're not going to give me that other stuff, okay, fine, whatever. You didn't have the cameras rolling for that. You've got those cameras in the meeting room. I want to know who else Buda Baker's talking about. You know, I want to know who else the film doesn't lie about. Show me. Tell me. Who else isn't giving a 100% out there? Who else quit on that game last night? I want to know. At the, sure. at the very least, they better show us that on Wednesday night or next Look, Wednesday I'm night. I'm Antonio Hamilton. I'm apologizing to my team right now. Like, I can't believe I did that. I let you guys down. Um, won't happen again. If I'm the Cardinals, like, do I make an example out of him? Do I bench him for the first half next week? Do I just let it go? Do I really just let it go? I mean, I don't know. You like you're you, 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 you want Byron Murphy next week? You know, I mean, he's in there because Byron Murphy's hurt. I mean, it I, doesn't matter. Now we've it, talked about this. It's it's like you know you've. You, you got to play the younger guys, but you also have to like make examples out of guys. It makes it like we're not going to like because if you don't do anything, it's just like you know. Okay, let's just get to the end of the season and get over. No, you got to make an example. Like you, hey, this is a, a privilege to play this sport and make this type of money and have this career uh, that you're in. And if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to play hard, then somebody else will. I said it in the last segment. I'll say it again. And last night was a perfect example. This is what scares me. This is what scares me about the six games left in this season. It is that is that yeah, you need to find out what you've got. You need to find out moving forward what's going to be a part and what's not going to be a part. But when you've got six games left on your season and you're out of it, you do wonder just how invested guys are going to be. You know, you wonder about how much guys truly care at this point or how many guys, much like last night's game, are thinking, man, this is done. When can we go home? When, when can we be done with the season? You know, because it, it's just we saw it last night in the game. We don't have any shot at this. Why are we here? Can we go home now? Can we get? Can we go back to Arizona? And I wonder if it's going to be like that the rest of the season. But that's, that's leadership in the locker room, death. right? That's JJ Watt. That's um, that's that's JJ. That's Buddha. That's guys like that. But yeah. it's also, man, you're the coach. You got to get these guys to respond. Like you have to. You know, and if you can't, then you shouldn't be the coach. Because there's a lot of teams that are out of it. Like, you'll see. So if we take a look, this will be an interesting thing. Let's take a look at all the teams that are in the bottom five, and let's see what their record is in the next six games. Some of those teams are going to win some games. Some of them are going to pull off an upset. Knock somebody out of the playoffs. Find a reason to play hard. That's what you have. you got to find a reason. Dig yeah. deep, find a reason. But if we, sh- we should look at this. Let's look at the teams that the Cardinals are, are, are even with. And from this point forward, and just say, who's going to finish with the best record? 
I'm going to write this down. Everybody right now in the NFC and in the AFC with a record similar to the Cardinals, let's see who finishes with the best record over the next six. Let's do it. Because I mean, if the Cardinals finished in the bottom and other and other teams are getting wins and they're not, then that says something. Yeah. says something. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we'll circle back to what has become our top story of the day in Sean Kugler. And then we'll talk about Kyler Murray as well. Does he sit for a third straight game or do you need him back like now? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? A bunch online, a lot of basketball on tonight on this Tuesday. Of course, the Lakers and the Suns. That's an 8 o'clock tip time right here on Arizona Sports, the Arizona Sports app, 98.7. You can also hear Grambling State take on Arizona State. They're back home tonight after their big win against Michigan. Over uh, Such a big win. After last week as part of that holiday tournament, that game tips off at 7 o'clock. You'll hear that one on the Arizona Sports app, ESPN 620 AM. And then Gambo's very favoritist team of all time, the U of A men's basketball team. Love them. Taking on San Diego State at the Maui Invitational. That's an 8.30 tip time on ESPN. I know what you're watching tonight. What? <laughs> San Diego State and U of A. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I got to win that Lakers Suns game. I know. Lakers Suns. You're going to watch that, but you're going to be flipping back and forth between the U of A game. You've got a soft spot in your heart. It's got a, yeah. For U of A Maybe basketball. Maybe even fast forward through a couple of the songs on the Disney Plus Elton John Farewell. <laughs> you're singing with Kiki D. Want a little more Kiki D. Don't go breaking my heart. Live she, from Dodger uh, Stadium. so bad she can't sing anymore. Well, you know what he happens. Can, he, she can't sing. He can, he can, but he, he can still she, sing, she but she can't, can't sing. But it was good that she was out there. And that's what's on tonight, uh, the games that we're going to watch this evening. Of course, the top story of the day is the Arizona Cardinals firing run game coordinator and offensive line coach, Sean Kugler, who was, needless to say, a trusted, vital assistant for the Arizona Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury, a guy whose work had been cited time and time again as a key contributor behind the scenes to the Cardinals' success. All we know is that there was an incident on Sunday night in Mexico City and that he was put on a plane Monday morning and sent home after he had been relieved of his duties. That's it. We know nothing else of the circumstances. We know that Cliff Kingsbury did his media availability today, did his interview with Wolf and Luke shortly after his media availability, and then when both of those were done, that's when we found out Kugler had been let go. It was a story that was first reported by Bob McManaman of AZ Central. He had a Kugler, or he had a a Kingsbury quote as part of his tweet, as part of breaking the story, but beyond that, we know nothing about what happened with Sean Kugler. No, we we just know that it was uh, not related to to football, it was not related to coaching, um, and and that's what we know. Now, a lot of people are speculating what could have happened. We're not going to touch that. We don't nope, know. It's don't not fair know. to Sean Kugler. It's not fair to the Cardinals organization. Eventually, this stuff will come out, I would imagine, and we'll find out why. But he was not even at the game last night. Yeah. They sent him back on Monday. You have to imagine it had to be pretty bad. You know, if you go to his, even if you go to his um, webpage on the Cardinals right now, it's not even there. They took it down. They took it down. They took it down. They took it down. So um, it's obviously 
Hopefully something really bad happened for them to dismiss him, put him on a plane, send him back, fire him, you know, clear his account from the website. Uh, so Sean Kugler must have done something that that got him in a whole lot of trouble. I, I, I do think it is fair to at least say this from the outside looking in. This organization feels like it's in absolute chaos right now. Between Eno, the loss on Monday night, the humiliation on Monday night, the Sean Kugler news breaking, six games left in the season, Buddha saying what he said, Troy Aikman saying what he said during the broadcast last night. This this whole thing feels like it's just a drift right now, and there's still six games to go. There's still way too much season left to have this little hope about the season or, or not knowing what's going to happen next. You know, what? what's the next thing that's going to happen to the Cardinals? It feels like, maybe it's not inside like those walls, weeks. it feels like chaos right now with the Cardinals. But I don't know, like, I, I can't, after you know last week and now uh, Kugler, Idea Bio, no longer active on the team's site, been with the Cardinals since 2019, and if you click on the site, the page you requested could not be found. I don't know that anything happens next week with the short week and the charges, but you just start to think what could, what else could go wrong in the next six weeks? Like, cause like you've said so many times, God, there's a lot of games there's left. A lot of games season. left. It's a third of the season. Usually when you get to this point of hopelessness for a season, you've got two games left, three games left. You've got six. You've got a month. We're not even at Thanksgiving yet, right? And you, you've got a month and a half left of football that you still have to play. That I swear, more than anything, that's what worries me about the state of the Cardinals right now is that there's just so much football yet to be played, and it just seems like you're sliding on ice right now if you're this, if you're this organization. So, so I don't know. Maybe I think you're walking happens. on eggshells, too, every week, just making sure, man, what else can go wrong sure. for us? Oh, can you imagine a player in that locker room right now? I mean, you're just like, what happened to Cougs? What happened to Eno? What I mean, happened even to, go to us? The, go to what? the beginning of the year when Hopkins got suspended. It was like, do you ever have to suspend it for six games? Like, that was a big deal. Like, yeah, it's been, it's been a tough year. You know, Cliff Kingsbury said you want to flush this game. Man, there's a lot of people going to want to flush this season. It's been a tough year. Yes, it, oh. It's been a devastating year for the Cardinals. They have a lot of talent on this football team, and they had a lot of injuries, and it didn't come together, and a lot of things went wrong, but there was a lot of talent, and there were expectations based on the talent on the roster that they were going to get back to the playoffs. Yeah, you're not wrong at all when you think about the hop suspension, the Kyler Murray contract clause, everything about the entire 20, the blowout loss to the Rams, everything about this year. It has been a long, long year for the Arizona Cardinals, no doubt. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's the Burns and Gambo two-minute warning. Final thoughts on yesterday's Cardinals game. I'll start this two-minute warning with sheer and utter confusion about the Arizona Cardinals defense. We talk about the injuries all the time, Gambo. We talk about everybody they've lost on offense. On defense, Byron Murphy was the only true regular they were without yesterday, and yet they got trampled by San Francisco, which I suppose is partially to be expected. Here's what I did not expect. On a team that really didn't do anything free agent-wise to address their pass rush deficiencies and yet drafted Two pass rushers in the third round a year ago for my Jay Sanders and Cameron Thomas to each get nine snaps 
in a game in which you got no pass rush on Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers at all makes no sense. None. And if there's nothing else we see over these last six games, it needs to be a commitment to live auditioning players like Cameron Thomas and my Jay Sanders to see what they can do next year. For me, I cannot fathom how you make a trade and give up two draft picks, sixth and seventh, granted, to get Robbie Anderson, who played a lot of 35 snaps in this game. He's got 113 snaps on the year for the Cardinals. He's got one catch for minus four yards. How can there be this this much disconnect? Robbie Anderson is a guy who had a thousand yards receiving a couple of years ago. Like he's a pretty good receiver. He's actually got you know 369 catches in his career. They're not using him. Hollywood Brown's not here. Zach Ertz is not here. They traded for Robbie Anderson to help, and now they don't throw him the ball. Why? Why that one confuses me to no end. Why they will not use him? That's going to do it for us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We're going to be back with you tomorrow. Straight up 2 o'clock right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great night, everyone.